Hello everyone, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. I'm filming this at a brisk 8 a.m. I know, kind of super early. I never film my podcast this early, so if I still have sleep brain on me, like sorry about it but actually I should be pretty awake now because I wake up at 6 a.m so it's been like I just finished all of my morning routine and this is what I'm doing first I don't know just the way my schedule works let's try it out also the lighting's not bad at 8 a.m I like it so we'll see anyways I hope you're doing well hope you had a good week hope you're having a good day whenever you're listening to this let's start off with a rose bud and thorn check-in all right so my bud I'm going to start with my bud today. I am looking forward to me moving out so bad. And the reason I say this is because I am manifesting for it to happen before the end of this year. I have been, I think, talking about moving out and thinking about it for the longest time. I mean, I feel like I've been craving it because... Let me talk about it. So in my first year of university, I actually moved out into a dorm at UBC. I'm from Vancouver, so it wasn't very far, but I wanted that experience. I really didn't enjoy my dorm life experience, partly because I don't think I was ready for it yet. I don't think I was ready to move out at that time in my life. And also because I was in a long distance relationship at that time. So instead of actually taking in the experiences and stuff, I was just in my room all the time. So I kind of felt like I really didn't enjoy my first year dorm experience so I moved back home for second year third year and fourth year and I really did enjoy living at home at university time like in second year and stuff because I had so much freedom I had a car and I was basically on campus a lot like I never really stayed at home so it felt like I kind of was moved out but I also had the luxuries of living at home And then COVID hit, so I've been living at home for the last two years after that, and it was just a lot to have school at home, to have home at home, and then also just be constantly surrounded by family members. I don't know, if you live with your family, I feel like you might be able to relate. It's just a lot. As an introvert, I realized this past weekend that I really just need alone time a lot, and if I don't have it, I'll go crazy. So... That's how I've been in the last few years and you can obviously tell living with my family and just also me just growing up a little bit more. I feel like I've developed into a person, an an actual person. I just kind of need my own space and I'm ready to take that responsibility on. And I'm actually going to be working like full time come a few weeks from now. So I'll actually have a salary and an income like I was just thinking about that I was like oh my god like I'm gonna have a salary so that means I can move out I have I have the ability you know for the longest time I just couldn't move out because I didn't have the money but I'm actually gonna be making money in a couple weeks so we can move out I don't think I'll be moving out that soon I think probably in the fall like October November and worst case is in January of next year Um, But I do think I will be moving out in the next year, which is very exciting. I'm so excited. I've been thinking about furnishing and like, you know, buying my little plates and all my appliances and stuff. Um, I'm so excited for it. So that's my bud of the week. I've been looking at Craigslist ads, just looking at what the market rate is right now. It is extremely expensive especially because I will be living by myself. I want to live by myself. Um, Single, 
like I'm still gonna live near where I live right now I just think where I live right now is truly so good I love this place and I think living in this city is probably the best for me like I'll still be close to family and my boyfriend lives here and I'll also be working here so I think it's best that I just stay in the suburbs but I am so excited it's like right now depending on the location and the how new an apartment is and all that it's about like 1800 to 2000 for a single bed unit the two that I was looking at I'm probably not gonna like move into these places because I'm still looking at a bit further down I'm trying to just gather market research right now the two units that I kind of fell in love with yesterday when I was looking online is one is a $2,300 single bed apartment. So one bed, one bath. So that's a little bit out of my price range, but it is so beautiful. It faces the water. It's just so spacious and there's a den and a bed and a bathroom and all that. So that's just, I think it was just the view, but thinking about it, the, the view faces like north and I don't want a north facing apartment. I think I really need like east, south or west facing, preferably east to be honest because I'm such a morning person. I think an east facing apartment would be great, but honestly, um, not being picky. So that was one that I really liked, but obviously it's north facing, so I'm not going to go for that. And then my other one that I was looking at is a $2,000 micro studio. So it is, it doesn't have a bedroom, but there are sliding doors to kind of fence off the bed area. Um, It does look pretty small, but it's in one of like the newest buildings in my city. And I just, I'm really obsessed with living in a modern apartment. And honestly, I don't think I need like that much space. Like, considering that, I'm also going to be working, like, pretty much full-time. I don't think I'll even be in my apartment a lot. Like, it'd just be the weekends. But I think it'd be really nice. I don't know. Anyways, that's what I was looking at. So, I am in the search for a one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment or a studio. But I need, like... I need like a fancy studio, not like a studio where like your bed frames up against the stove. Like I think that's a little bit too much for me. Um, I think, or actually too little for me. I do think I need like a separated area for sleeping and living. I really, I think, oh my God, I want to talk about this so bad. Okay, I'm just going to keep talking about it because I don't really care. My dream is that in my new place, I will have like a designated, like I want actually I think I would set up I don't think I will have a living room like with a couch and tv and stuff partly because I really don't watch tv like I watch everything on my laptop but I want that kind of living space to be my like podcast studio and editing space um I'm really manifesting my dream life. My dream life is that I am working full time. I actually am going to be working like two part-time jobs, which equals full-time. You know what I mean? Like I'll be working full-time hours, but it's at two different places. So I still get to teach math because that's honestly one of my favorite things in life right now. But um, anyways, I'll be working full-time and then I'll also be balancing my content 
which is going to be very exciting. So I really want a designated space to edit and also film. Um, I'll have to like move this backdrop, which I'm kind of sad about, but it'll be really exciting. Um, So I will be setting up like a podcast studio that's like hopefully not in my room so that I can actually invite guests over and podcast with them and talk with them and stuff. And then also just like hang out with them in my apartment. I don't know. I did see one yesterday that looked really nice and it was like a really big space because of like an odd shape in the apartment. So the living area was really, really big. But anyways, I'm so excited for this era of my life and for it to be possible. Obviously, there's a lot of logistics. Like if I do move out, it's going to be quite a significant part of my income going towards rent every month that I might have to just be a little more conscious with budgeting and stuff like that. And I've been so fortunate that I've never really been in a position to have to think about that. So we'll see. Anyways, that's my bud for this week is I'm looking forward to moving out so bad. I do think it is time. I am ready for it and I'm so excited for it. Let me think about, I was just thinking about this and I had a rose and a thorn, but now I don't really remember. My rose is that I have been really enjoying my own company lately. So my goal this month, for the rest of the month, whenever the weather is still going to be nice, my goal is to have a walk as much as I can. I really want to hit 10,000 steps every single day. I think I talked about this in the last episode, but yesterday and the day before that, I went on a hot girl walk. And because I've had more time, um, just not working as much, but it was so nice to walk. I walked like 30 minutes one way, both days. So like an hour total every day walking. And it's just been so nice. I can listen to podcasts. I can just relax. It's also outside. I love going outside. So yeah, it's been really nice to, and then when I get to my location that I walk to, I usually do a little bit of reading and also a little bit of journaling. And I found that it's been really nice to enjoy my own company recently. I've been really enjoying that. I feel like I have phases where I'm really, really into socializing and then I'm really, really not into socializing. Um, I just felt like this past weekend, I did so much socializing that I was like, oh my God, I am so tired. And it sucks because then when you're not in the mood to socialize, you really cannot enjoy other people's company. And it just feels like kind of a chore, which is kind of how I felt this past weekend a little bit at the end of it. So I didn't really like that, but I was like, I just need some time by myself. And now I feel ready to socialize again. So definitely an introvert. I know, you know what? I was thinking about, do you think extroversion and introversion can be trained? Like in some aspects, it's about who, like it's about nature and nurture, like the DNA and also how you were raised. But I feel like for me, at least it can be trained. I don't know. Is that, is that possible? Maybe we'll see about that. Okay, anyways, and then my thorn. My thorn is, oh, I know my thorn. My thorn is, so when I went to Austin, because it was so hot and I always had sunscreen on my skin and I was always sweating, I developed heat rash. At first, I thought it was just like normal eczema um, because my skin does that at times. It hasn't in a very long time, but it does do that. And it has in the past. I thought it was eczema at first, but then I found out it was just heat rash, which it's not great. So 
I'm still getting over it right now, which has been kind of annoying. Um, it's in the pits of my elbows. I don't know what to call that area. You know where your elbow creases, but um, it's just not great. It has it. My confidence hasn't lowered a lot, but it definitely has like tampered with my confidence and stuff like that. I haven't had to deal with eczema luckily for a very, very, very long time. Oh, I just realized on the video, there's like a streak on my face of white, but I hope you don't mind. But having to deal with it again, I'm kind of like, oh, like this is, I feel deja vu. Like I used to have to deal with eczema a lot when I was in high school. Luckily in university, it kind of went away. But having to deal with it again, I'm like, oh oh, man, like this sucks. But yeah, it, it is getting better. It's like drying up now. So I just have to kind of wait for it to go away. And I'm trying not to touch it as much as I can. But honestly, it can be so hard at times. But that's kind of my thorn. It's just that I have been having to deal with this and it is not pleasant at all. Okay, that's my rosebud and thorn for today. Today, this episode is kind of abstract. I love doing these abstract episodes, although sometimes I feel like when I do these, I am talking nonsense. So we'll see how it goes. As you can probably tell from the title, it it's kind of just talking about this question. Why do we always, why do we feel that we always need to be better? Because I feel like as humans, we are never satisfied with who we are. And it's just kind of very frustrating because this leads to a lot of different thoughts, different behaviors, different actions that are simply unnecessary if we just accept it the way that we are. So the first question that I have is, why do we always need to, why do we always feel that we need to be better? And what I was thinking with this is, right now on TikTok, it is just so popular, this self-improvement era, the that girl era. It, you know, um, there are so many TikTok lifestyle girlies. I feel like my whole For You page is just those girls with the really fast cut videos that show their perfect morning routine and how they work out and how they are super skinny and how they eat healthy. These kinds of things make us compare ourselves so much on social media. And I feel like it just unnecessarily makes you feel like you have to constantly strive for better. Now, I'm all for self-improvement if you feel like, for example, if you are still a young adult and you feel like a lot of your childhood traumas have not been resolved and they are playing into your everyday actions and behaviors, I feel like it is great to be in that era of self-improvement. We all do have some sort of unresolved problems from our childhood that need to be worked on and need to be resolved. And in those regards, I feel like self-improvement is almost always great. And also when you're trying to implement like working out, if you never exercised before and you're looking to become a healthier individual and improve these daily habits. I love self-improvement in that regard. We all have, we all want to strive for the healthiest life possible because we all want to live as long as we can, right? I'm talking about like the self-improvement when you feel like your life is great and you accept the way that you are, but now you feel bad about yourself because of these people on social media. This is what I'm talking about this era of self-improvement. I think it is some completely unnecessary and social media makes it terrible for us because we are constantly comparing ourselves to these people online. One thing that 
I try to remember is that I remember watching this TikTok of this girl who was showing her morning routine on TikTok and it was like that video that I was talking about. It's very fast cut to the music and it's very aesthetic and she does her yoga and then she eats her oats and then she goes on a walk. Like I remember watching that video, but then in the comments, she wrote that she acted out this morning routine and refilmed it. So it's not a real video. It's not actually her in the morning. I think she filmed it at like 3 p.m. or something just for the sake of the TikTok. And I always try to remember that because it's hard to remember, but social media is always fake. It's always some sort of highlight reel. You're always missing the entire life story. So always try to remember that. I always tell myself that when I start to see these aesthetic girls that are walking every single day and cooking healthy meals every single day. It's simply not realistic for us. Um... We're trying to strive for daily habits that are manageable and sustainable, but the doing that every day, we all need balance, right? Doing that every single day, doing these extremely healthy things every single day is not realistic for us. And it's important to remember that even when you feel like you see your favorite TikTok or doing it every single day, just know that A, it can be refilmed and faked, obviously. People film it at like 3 p.m. So it's not like they're waking up at 6 a.m. every single day. Um, B, it's not their everyday life. I know for me in particular, I talk about how I wake up so early every single day. That's only on the weekdays. On the weekends, I let myself sleep in as much as I want. And I also don't do my morning routine perfectly on the weekend. So just know that it can be refilmed. It's always faked. It's not always the whole picture. So just remember that. Anyways, I think another problem with this constantly needing to be better era is that social media is making us compare like very negligible details that don't really matter. Like, yes, if let's say I saw my favorite TikToker achieving their dreams of opening their makeup line, I'd be like, oh my God, like they're achieving their greatest goals. Like that empowers me or makes me want to feel like I can achieve my biggest goals. In that regard, I think it's very motivational um, if I have not achieved my goals in life yet. But I feel like when it comes to the era of comparing negligible details, that's when it gets a little bit excessive. I'm trying to think of an example. Mm. I mean, when we start comparing our bodies to people that we see on social media or we're comparing what we eat for breakfast on social media, I think that is very negligible and we should just do what is best for our own bodies because you know yourself the best and we can't make decisions for other people i don't know i kind of feel mixed opinions about the that girl era and stuff like that i had to talk about this with my boyfriend a long time ago and i was talking about how you know there's an argument that the it girl or that girl aesthetic can be somewhat toxic because Almost always, the that girl or it girl is someone who is very skinny, usually someone who is um, white or Caucasian and rarely ever showcase the typical life of a person of color, if that makes sense. I watched a a, um, commentary video about the that girl aesthetic and it was by a YouTuber called Olivia Wu or Olivia Sun Wu or something like that. And she was saying how when we imagine the that girl era, it's always someone who is eating overnight oats for breakfast and 
going on a hot girl walk and we never imagine it as for me personally as someone who is chinese i never imagine the that girl as someone who does typically chinese things like for example my grandparents have grown up and they eat a bowl of porridge every single morning it's like chinese porridge i never imagined the that girl doing that i always imagine her eating more stereotypical caucasian food and i don't know i think i think i'm like on the fence i think i'm like in the middle about this i think it's fine that i don't imagine a person of a typical person of color but i do think that in some regards the that girl can be somewhat toxic and not healthy in that it is almost always a skinny white girl doing the trend and those are the ones that get lots of views when in reality i think that girl slash it girl is more about just leveling up your life and being the healthiest version of you that can be and that is what is most important yeah i think we just need more representation of different bodies and different people being a that girl being it girl and it's hard because this trend is kind of created by we don't even know like it wasn't really like a marketing campaign it was just something that was coined so yeah i didn't even mean to talk about this but that's kind of my thoughts on that i think those are the examples of where i personally can start comparing myself unnecessarily like for example i'll compare i'll be like another thing is you feel like you have to buy things to feel like you have you can be that person like for example i'm like i've been thinking about airpod maxes recently to be honest and i know they are completely unnecessary for me as i have normal airpods already and i feel like in reality the airpod maxes are going to be super unpractical wait impract impractical impractical and just not useful and i would really only use it for my hot girl walk but like honestly when do i even go for a hot girl walk but i feel like the power of the tiktoks and stuff I'm like, oh my god, I need to buy these so that I can also be a that girl like them. You know what I mean? It just like, it feels like you have to buy these things to fit in. It feels kind of high school. Like when you feel like, for me, for example, I always felt like I had to, I couldn't fit in because I was shopping at Blue Notes in middle school instead of the cool girls, they would shop at Topshop. But my mom wouldn't allow me because Topshop sold like crop tops. I don't know. I just think that it's somewhat un like when we start comparing these negligible details, it gets a little bit unnecessary and unhealthy for consumers and for viewers of social media and that these that girls are sometimes promoting unhealthy behaviors and unhealthy mindsets. One example that I want to talk about is the makeup industry because it is a fact that the makeup industry profits over flaws that they create and they think that women need to fix or men anyone um for example when i was 13 maybe in middle school starting to watch a lot of youtube and i was in the lifestyle girly phase i feel like i was 
It's not that I wasn't insecure. I was as insecure as any middle schooler who doesn't really know who they are. You know what I mean? But I feel like I just had so many fake insecurities because of what I saw on social media from these lifestyle girlies. I started threading my eyebrows. I started getting my eyebrows threaded at, I think I was in grade seven because I saw that everyone on YouTube had really nice eyebrows and they were talking about how they don't like how their eyebrows don't are hairy or bushy or are not on fleek. And then I started getting really insecure, even though it was something that I never even thought about. Eyebrow threading is an example. Eyelash extensions is also another example. For me personally, I think eyelash extensions in my life, I have always gotten because of other people to an extent. Um, I always see that, you know, eyelashes make you look so feminine or make you look so pretty. And that's why I get them. When in reality, like, it's just something that I saw other people do and felt like I had to do to fit in or felt like, oh my God, I need thick and long eyelashes also so that people will think I'm pretty and I will fit into the people's standard of beauty. No judgment or hate if you get eyelash extensions regularly and stuff. Like I know a lot of people who do that and also I used to do that. Um, But I think I have realized for me personally me getting eyelash extensions was always like not something that I truly wanted but more so something that other people's opinions affected me so I've realized that and now I'm like um do I really need you spending like a hundred dollars on a set no (laughs) so it just makes me wonder like what would we see if social media didn't exist like would we see these flaws still would we think of ourselves like constantly keep picking at ourselves? I don't know. Another example that I thought of is pores. I used to be so insecure about my pores on my face because all these girlies were showing their perfect skin and how it was super smooth and also that they had to use products to fill in their pores because they felt like they needed to. Like, that really made me like, oh my god, am I supposed to not like pores? Like, is that bad? So, I don't know. The makeup industry is really profiting off of our fake insecurities. Like, I feel like if social media didn't exist, which is a hard world to imagine, I would like to think that a lot of these things that we don't like about ourselves would not exist. Right? Let me think about, like, the makeup that I put on, right? You feel like you have to cover up your, first of all, you feel like you have to have perfect skin. We have no tolerance for acne or acne scars. And that's why we have concealer and foundation and um, a, a primer and all that, which is simply unrealistic, right? Our skin is here to protect us and shows us what our body has been through. Like, I mean, look at my skin. It's not perfect by any means because I have eczema. It is unrealistic to imagine that we're going to have perfect skin all the time. And then we also have to have a perfect like contour, like a chiseled face and jawline. And like we look tan and we're also blushing and that's why we put on blush. There's just so many things. And highlighter, we have to unnaturally sparkle. 
I personally love putting on blush and highlighter because I love looking like a Christmas ornament. My boyfriend says I look like a Christmas ornament, but I love it because I love to glitter. I love glitter right now on my face. But I think when you do it out of like, I need to look a certain way versus I want to look a certain way, that's when it gets to be a little bit of a problem. I have no problem with putting on makeup. I love makeup personally, but I only do it if I feel like it and I want to, which recently has been a lot of days because I love putting on the sparkly eyeshadow and the highlighter and the blush, but sometimes I don't. And sometimes I'm like, "Mm, this is how I'm going to look. I like it. I mean, same with how I film my podcast, right? Some days I'm like, oh my God, I want to put on makeup and I want to look cute. But other days I'm like, sometimes we just need to be vulnerable and not do those things. So I don't know. Anyways, so the makeup industry constantly makes us feel like we need to strive for more and our body is never perfect as is. I mean, another op- another example that I personally don't do is like body hair. I feel like we have to laser, we have to shave, we have to wax, like all of these things when in reality, like body hair is normal. It is not normal for us to be hairless. We're mammals for for, for goodness sake. And so I personally have never like, I have done waxing on my underarms and also like my private areas but I don't feel the need to constantly keep up with it. And if you enjoy that, you enjoy feeling the smoothness, by all means. But again, if you feel like you have to because other people are doing it, that's when it becomes not a great time. That's when I think it becomes an issue. Because now you're just spending money that you don't want to spend. I love doing my eyebrows. I love getting my eyebrows threaded because I feel like it makes me feel sharper. You know what I mean? Like I see my eyebrows sharp and then I'm like, oh my God, I'm on fleek too. But if you are just doing these things because you think you have to, that's not good. Anyways, my secondary question is, why do we always feel like we need to have more? And I am a victim of this all the time. So my short answer is I think it's capitalism and... Mm, consumerism at its finest but um I think as humans also we're just always strive like we can't accept where we are and we always have to feel like we need to get better you know what I'm thinking about this right now I think it's like so in the past when humans I'm talking about like in the past past when we were hunter-gatherers still like we didn't really have the capability to think about these high level things because literally all we thought about was survival like when survival wasn't even an option or wasn't a given we didn't really we couldn't think about other things but now that a lot of our world is living in developed countries where there's so much information coming at us all the time. We can, a lot of people can pretty much purchase anything they want slash need at any times. I feel like now, now that there's like no pressure to think about surviving, our brain is trying to nitpick every little thing and find a problem and a solution for it. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about right now. But anyways, why do we feel like we need to constantly have more? One example, I'm going to talk about me because I am just a perfect, I'm always the case study, is clothes. 
I feel like I've improved on this a lot, but we always feel like we need, first of all, we always feel like we need clothing for XYZ event. We can't wear the same outfit to the same thing. We can't wear the same outfit in an Instagram picture. Like a lot of that is social media based, right? You can't have the same outfit when someone else is going to see you. And then the other thing is, oh, I just lost it. Oh my God. This is why I don't film early in the morning. And then the other thing is you need to have clothes for the if situations. Like, oh, I need to buy this shirt because what if I get invited to a wedding and the blah, 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 blah. or I need to have these leggings because what if I start doing Pilates and I feel like I need to wear leggings? I don't know. But in in both of those circumstances, you don't need those things. And that is what I need to tell myself. Also, I think a big thing is like buying things in different colors always gets me too because Obviously, for me recently, I recently purchased two skirts because I felt like I was in my skirt phase and I am. I love wearing skirts right now. I've never felt this in my life, but I just bought two skirts and one is orange and one is pink. And so I've been thinking like, oh my God, I should get neutral colors because what if I don't like orange and pink forever? But that I think is where I need to take a step back and pause because then I'm just going to get myself down a rabbit hole of, oh my God, but then I need the neutrals to match with it, the tops. And then I need to match with it, the, my shoes, blah, 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 blah. Then we get in a rabbit hole. One thing I think is influencers show a very, very unrealistic life. Like no hate to any influencers. I think I, I love influencers, right? I love watching lifestyle content, but I just imagine like, you know, for example, I love watching Miss Remy Ashton. She's one of my favorite YouTubers. I just think her personality is great. But when I look at her closet and I see that she has drawers upon drawers of just athleisure, like I think in her drawers, she has like over 30 sports bras. That's like more than one every month. And I would hope that you're doing laundry more than once a month. Like, it is extremely unrealistic. And I know that a lot of it comes from PR and brands sending her things, which also makes it a problem because now you feel like you need to have this special sports bra versus the one that you already have that is working perfectly fine. But you just feel like you need to have it because those influencers have it or this brand is looks cute or whatever. It's very unrealistic. And I think we need to remember that, that in a sense, influencers, their entire purpose in this life is to advertise. They're kind of like a walking billboard, in my opinion. And so we need to keep that in mind when we feel like we're getting carried away with wanting to buy things. I cannot tell you. I mean, I was doing it last night. How many times I go on online shopping websites and I add a bunch of things to my cart and I'm looking at things that I don't really need. And then I'm like, oh, I don't need this. And I close the tab. We need to have more willpower with that. Um, Another example is makeup, as I was just talking about. Um, Oh no, I can't be satisfied with just one blush. I need three. That's literally me. I have a Burt's Bees blush that I love and it's been working perfectly fine. But I went and bought myself the Rare Beauty blush because I absolutely love it as well. And I'm like, do I absolutely need it? Of course not. 
but I really did want it and I was waiting for so long for it to be in stock in person. So I'm not perfect either. I really have been trying to only buy makeup when things run out, but I can't always control myself. I've been doing really good at that with mascara before. Right now I have like four mascaras that I'm alternating between, which is not great. But before, I would only buy a mascara if my mascara ran out or it expired. I was really trying to be on top of the makeup expiry dates because I feel like I never take those into consideration and I just use things for like 10 years. But, you know, I was like, oh, maybe my skin doesn't really like that. And I don't think I should be putting that on my skin after it's been sitting in my drawer for 10 years. I don't know. So I'm trying to not feel like I constantly need the newest makeup products and all this kind of stuff. One other thing is my friend Angela, she gets a lot of PR because she has like a skincare Instagram, which is awesome. And then she's been giving it out to her friends and stuff, including me. And I constantly feel like I'm like, oh my God, it's free. I need to have it. Which I need to tell myself that, no, take a step back. Like I already have a bunch of eyeshadows and I don't need another one. As much as I think I'll like it, I need to use up what I have. It's not only better for the environment, it's also just better for my room storage. I have so much makeup on my little cart that I need to think about how I'm going to store it. And also better for our consuming behavior. Yeah. Another one that I have gotten over now is I constantly feel like I have to have a lot of books. And I... I used to buy a bunch of books on Indigo because at first it was because COVID was a thing and I didn't want to go to the library because I was like, um, I don't know how much I want to touch other people's books. But for a period, I was just ordering books because it was the aesthetic and I wanted like a bunch of books. But then I I was cleaning my room and I was like, oh, I have a bunch of books that I'm never going to read again because I probably didn't like it or I didn't like it. And now they're taking up a bunch of space and I don't have a bookshelf to store them in and all that. Okay, for the last little bit, I'm going to be talking about mindsets that I've put myself in to make me feel like I don't constantly have to be striving for more or striving for better and to kind of just help me out. First thing is body neutrality. Um, So if you don't know, body neutrality is basically it's not having an unrealistic positive unrealistically positive image of your body being like oh my god I love myself oh my god I love the way my body looks blah 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 because in reality that is not realistic and there are days where we wake up and we're like "Mm, I'm not really feeling it today it's more so accepting body neutrality and my this is my version of believing in body neutrality it's just seeing my body as a vessel that allows me to live life more so like I see my legs as somewhere as as body parts that let me walk to places I want to go and I see my legs as carrying through carrying me through my entire life which is great I love my legs for that reason I don't say I love my legs because they're so skinny or they're not whatever it's just I see my legs as the function that they give me and I accept them for that and There's no real other reason to nitpick at them. Others is I accept my, let me think. I, I, for example, the thing that I'm going through right now is my eczema. It's, I don't see eczema as a reason to hate my body or to not like it. I just see it as a part of my body. And 
some days I wake up and I'm like, Ugh, I don't like this. But other days I'm like, it's just the way it is. It's not really, it doesn't really change who I am. It doesn't really change any other part of my life. Like, it's not like I won't get a job because of it or something like that. I don't know. It's not like I can't go to the mall because of it. And I will say that that is only because in my case, my eczema is very light. I don't know what the word is. I have seen people who are going through topical steroid withdrawal that have very severe eczema, in which case it is very life debilitating and it is completely different circumstance. But that is a different circumstance and that is something else entirely. But in the typical, in the more less severe cases, it's not really something that affects your life. It's just the way that it is. So body neutrality is one. That way I feel like I don't have to be constantly sucked into different makeup purchases or different clothes purchases. And oh, another one that I didn't write is like, don't give in to trends as soon as they're happening. Um, I've seen so many TikToks where people are going to thrift stores and they just see so much Shein clothing because people buy it so quickly to follow the trends, but then also just get rid of it so quickly. As of right now, the trend cycles are so fast because of social media. And it's really important that you remember to think about buying clothes that like think about will you like this in a year in two years in five years like that's my mentality when I go shopping now is I'm trying to buy clothes that are going to last me so more often than not I choose clothes that are more relatively more basic and also just a little bit more mature now like I'm I used to be obsessed with buying graphic t-shirts because that was what I liked in the moment. It was like a couple years ago. And now that I'm a little older, I'm like, why did I buy 20 graphic t-shirts? I don't like, I like some still, like for example, my Animal Crossing ones, I love them and I probably will always love them because they're so special to me. But in other cases, I'm like, why did I buy 20 of these? Like I have a Pokemon graphic t-shirt that I'm like, I bought it for the nostalgia and for the I liked it in the moment. I got carried away in the moment. But now I'm like, uh, I don't really want to. It's not even like a small graphic. It's like all over the shirt. I'm like, oh my God, please. Why did I buy this? So anyways, consider the trend cycles. You don't have to shop every new arrivals drop at every store, especially when stores are having new arrivals like every single week. It's like so unrealistic. I'm not made of money too. Second thing is to consider your wants versus your needs. This is somewhat hard. What I suggest is when I'm online shopping, I leave the tab open for at least a week because sometimes I'm just in the mood to window shop online and add to my cart with the fan- fantasy that I'm going to order everything and order my $2,000 Aritzia cart. But when I come back to it a week later, I'm like, I don't even think this is cute anymore. Like, I think I just liked it in the moment because sometimes you're just in the mood to shop, which is not great because that's obviously capitalism, thank you, but sometimes it's just the way it is. So definitely wait like a couple, I usually like to wait actually like a couple weeks and also go in person to look at the piece in person and then come back online and all that. Then I know if I actually really want it. And it also makes the purchase a lot more rewarding. When I give into the things that I want right away, I feel like then I'm like, now I have it, now what? 
But when I wait a couple weeks, for example, I waited so many months for the Rare Beauty blush. And I could have ordered it online because it was in stock online, but I always wanted to buy it in person to see it and try it out. And I bought it recently and now I'm like, oh my God, this blush is the cutest thing ever. Like I love it so much. This is a perfect purchase. And it's, I think it's because I waited so long and it was something that I truly, truly wanted and not just something that I fell in for the trend. So consider your wants versus your needs. Obviously, a lot of times nowadays, we don't need anything. We have no real urgency or desire or like need that will end our life. But don't go buying your things that you don't need. That's my tip. And my last tip or my last mindset thing that I've been trying to tell myself is to consider if there are eco-friendly options that are available. For example, I'm trying to think. Mm, instead of buying at fast fashion stores, if you can, if you are financially able, if you are like physically able to make it to a thrift store, why not try thrifting instead? I cannot tell you how many times I go to a thrift store. Oops, that was my computer. Sorry. I cannot tell you how many times I go to a thrift store and there is so much like leftover Aritzia and uh, Zara and all this kind of stuff that is super cute that I totally could have seen in store, but I also could thrift as well. So thrifting is always an option. We could also think about, mm, I think just considering more sustainable brands is also a great option. It's not always financially like possible, but for me in my scenario right now, it's possible for me. I think one reason why I'm like kind of shopping a lot right now is because I know that it, when I move out and if I move out, I won't be able to be as financially free and buy the things that I want. So I'm kind of like buying it all right now and then I'll have it and then I can move out and then I won't think about shopping as much. That's like my mentality. I don't think it's perfect and I don't know if it's going to work, but let's hope it does. Anyways, eco-friendly options is always a great option. Right now I'm for example, I'm looking into what planner I want to use next year. And if you didn't know, I use a Hobonichi Cousin. I believe it's Cousin or it's the Teco. I have no idea. And it is a great planner, but it was just so expensive. It came from Japan. I had to pay for it in Japan currency. I had to pay duties on it. And it just, in the end, got way too expensive for me. And I was looking at planners this past weekend in the mall and I've been looking online and stuff and I could buy one now, but I'm going to wait a little bit to figure out a planning system that I really want. Don't think I'll ever go back to bullet journaling. It's just way too much time, honestly. And we'll see how it goes. That's another option of things that I'm thinking about buying right now, but I'm waiting to see when I actually need it also because this planner that I have goes until the end of the year. So I obviously don't need a planner right now. I'm trying to look for one that starts in January, but as of right now, all of the planners that I've see, I'm seeing is like September to the next December because it's that back to school season. Anyways, yeah. So this episode was kind of odd. I don't know. I kind of wanted to talk more about like, why do we always feel like we need to be better? Not both in a materialistic sense, but also in a not materialistic sense. I feel like we're always constantly picking flaws at ourselves and picking at ourselves and not accepting the way that we are when I think just in general is we need to be happy with ourselves. And that is really hard right now in this day and age when there's so much comparison available. There's 
always an option to fix our flaws or fix what you want. But I always need to tell myself, like I'm always telling myself, I need to think about accepting myself. Okay, I gotta go because my camera is yelling at me that it's overheating. So I'm just gonna sign off. Make sure you follow the podcast, social media, podcast, Instagram. I'm relaunching that. Uh, Just a good little break from it, but I'm back posting on it. So make sure you check that out and I will see you in my next episode. Bye.